Good evening and welcome to the Boot and Hearth Podcast. Whether you are driving, walking, or washing your porcupine, this is the premier podcast for the Premier League. Uh, I am your co-host, your your co VIP co-host, and then your we've got we I'm Grayson, and then we've got our our regular co-host, our our. our Poor man's co-host over there, uh, Ted Sure. Hello. Hi, I'm the other guy. The other guy. My 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 guest. Uh, my guest. Uh, how many weeks running? I don't know. Five hundredth episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Five hundredth episode. Pot. It's special. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everyone who's been along for the ride. Really appreciate it. Um, give or take four hundred and ninety-five. Um. Yeah, so Premier League podcast, we're, we're going to run through the news of the week, and I'm happy, Ted, that we pushed through this pod until Wednesday, because we had some big news come up today. But first, let's, uh, let's, talk, about the, let's talk about this Champions League final. Um, did, you watch the, did you watch the Real Madrid um, uh, Manchester City game today? Uh, yeah, the one today. Absolutely. I had it on from minute one to the final minute. Madrid looks so bad, man. Dude, I don't know what happened. Like, they, they just, they, they genuinely looked horrible. But, like, I mean, do you think it was more due to tactics? Do you think they were tired? I just, like, I'm trying to figure it out because that was a completely different team than the first leg. I think they were trying to sit it. Well, in, in theory it was, but actually not that, not that much because if you remember the first leg, they were sitting back on them in the first leg and they were hit it, trying to hit them on the counter. So they didn't have that much possession in the first leg, but they were more attacking. They just were so suffocated by Manchester City in the second in that second leg that it was just I think they were trying to take the piss out of the game at the beginning. Honestly, mm-hmm. like like I think they were always going to sit in, but I think they were especially trying to take the vim and vigor out of uh Slow it down a little bit. Out of the empty hat and and uh, Manchester City. So yeah, I think it was. Um, Bernardo uh, Silva was not having any of that. No, no. I mean, they had like three goal line clearances in the first fifteen minutes or whatever like that. It was insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. They just they were just set on Holland not getting his goal. Washed, honestly. Is it safe to say that Holland's washed? Can yeah, we, can no, we make honestly, that call now? no hat trick, no hat trick coming in. I mean, come on, not even yeah. like, I mean, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I know. I it, like you got your midfielder scoring. Yeah, get rid of come him. On. Get rid of yeah. him. Yeah, go back to playing without a striker. You're probably better off. Yeah, I heard he, I heard, I heard Holland looks good. Red, I don't know. We can <laughs> test that theory out if he wants to. Just a straight swap for Darwin Nunez, huh? I mean, they they could. No, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to undervalue Holland. Like, like. I mean, that that would that would hurt us. So they can have um, like Cade Gordon or another prospect and cash considerations. Milner's Uh, leaving on a free, right? Oh my God! Straight swap there. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You know what's crazy is is Milner came from Manchester City. And really? yeah, he he was at City. He left on a free and came to Liverpool. Huh. Yeah, and so everyone said he was insane for doing that, but he won everything quicker than he would have if he would have stayed at Manchester City. And there's not even a chance that he would have won everything at Manchester City. 
because like they're they're favorites to the final now, right? I mean, like Manchester I, I mean, City they Inter. Have they have to. Be. I'm so, I'm hardcore pulling for Inter. I am I am all about the Inter train. Right I don't now. think you're alone in that. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely I, don't think you're the only one. Inter was one of my football manager saves. I I, I have a, I have a little bit of a soft spot for that team. Um, that was also on my quest to find a team in Europe that didn't play in red that I liked, because yeah. like blue is my favorite color. Uh huh. I Liverpool don't play in blue, and so I no. needed to find a team that played in blue. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I mean Chelsea wears some blue, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so so. Inter got a soft spot for them. Hopefully, hopefully they they pull it out. And Zaggy's a tournament uh, manager, so we'll see. But um, yeah, Manchester City are the favorites there. But yeah, Milner won everything quicker than he would have uh, if he stayed. So suck on that, Sky Blues. He's been playing soccer for what five hundred years, something like that. I have, I four hundred and fifty somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looks like it. Yeah. I, he can still go though. I mean, he's still got an engine, man. He, he he will be a great resource for a Brighton team getting into Europa League for the first time. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing I've been hearing things like that. I've been hearing a lot of things like that in the pods. But uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Is that is that your Brighton pods that you listen to now because you're you're over over Tottenham? No, no, that's the uh, that's actually coming from I think Tifo and maybe maybe even uh, Fabrizio. Ah, uh, here we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think um, I think he's going to be a really good resource for them. I have a Brighton fan that I work with who who's against it, but I think he's just saying that he's against it because he's got two obnoxious Liverpool fans that he works with. I think the um, only thing that team is missing is maybe a little bit, bit of experience, and I think that's an excellent way to get it, bring in Milner. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of really good resources. They've got a lot of really good talent, but they need someone who could, knows what a group stage will mean with playing people from playing playing teams from completely different sides of the world. I mean, yeah, I think he's going to be a great resource. And for a year, I mean, goes there, maybe, the get, some, maybe get some coaching badges and gets into their academy. Like, he, he will be a manager. I, I, I have to imagine Milner is going to be a manager. Um, so having him and Lalana both at the head of that locker room is going to be going to be really good for them. Um, so in in the championship, I uh, just want to call this out. So Luton beat Sunderland in the okay. two legs, and so Luton are playing Coventry, who Coventry just won today. Uh, get at Middlesbrough, and I'm gonna send you a video after this. But Luton Stadium is smack dab in like the backyards of this this complex in Luton, like these old houses in Luton. And I mean, like, like I don't mean it's in a neighborhood, and it's like there's a park built around it, and there's like streets all around it to get no like. To get into the away end at Luton, you have to go through two converted homes. Like, Luton bought the houses when they built the stand 
and turned it into a path to walk in. When you're walking up the steps to get to the seats, you are looking into people's backyards. I love it. You know, honestly, that's that's so homey. I love that. It's it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Apparently, if Luton get promoted, <clears throat> if Luton get promoted, they will have to spend twelve million dollars to renovate their stadium. That doesn't surprise me at or, all. Like, how can you imagine trying to pack a Premier League away side into did, into that? You have you have to you have to see the stadium. I mean, it looks like it looks like uh, it looks like an someone is running an underground like underground street soccer league in this <laughs> neighborhood where it's like everything's like high roofs it's it's like kind of sunk into the ground around these houses and they just got floodlights up it looks like field of dreams but in the suburbs of london you imagine, um, you imagine walking out into your backyard beer in hand you flip out your lawn chair and you just sit down to watch the game yeah, I mean, they definitely don't have the view like that. But, like, it, like you literally can walk out of your door and just go up to the side. You could climb up. Fr- you wouldn't even have to exit your door. You go into your backyard. You climb up like your roof. fence. You climb up a fence, and then you, you're, on the, you're on the stairway going up to the stand. I mean, that's it's crazy. I'll send you, I'll send you the, the video of, of the guy walking up it. Men in Blazers did it. My question is, like, all right, so, yeah, yeah, look at it this way. Do you think the value of those houses goes up or down? I was wondering this same exact thing because, what, like, with promotion or just the fact that there's a stadium there? Oh, you, I mean, you could look at that, too, but I just meant, like, in terms of having the stadium right there. Yeah, like, so I was wondering this- I was wondering this, too, with, like, because, I, like, I've, I've walked around on Google Maps – Anfield and Goodison, and they're both in neighborhoods. They're not like like in the backyards of places, but there there's houses directly against the stair, like like facing the stadium essentially, like yeah. row homes. I have to imagine you pay more for that. I have to imagine, like it, I don't know, man. The traffic every weekend, just the general foot traffic and and regular traffic. I don't know. I'm, it's a toss-up in my mind because you're going to have people who are like, I love soccer. I want to be as close as possible to it. I will gladly live right next to the stadium. And you're also going to have people who probably hate soccer, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might even hate soccer after you've lived in that house because of all the things that come along. No, but you you do not buy a house directly next to a 40,000-seater stadium. True. Hating soccer. Unless you were there before it. That, I mean, that's a different thing. I mean, true. Like, because Luton might have to build a new stadium, which will be a 23,000-seater. If they end up building it in a neighborhood, that's one thing. But, I mean, like, Goodison's been around since the 1900s. Anfield's been around since, like, 1892, essentially. Um, like, Molyneux's really old. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is built on White Hart Lane, so yeah. it, it's the same footprint. Like, I feel like at this point, you live in those, you live around there because that's now. Luton were in the National League, the fifth tier in 2013. So like, they popped off. 
I wonder if those people are 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 as comfortable with how they've popped off. But yeah, it's I'd be interested to see. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if those houses. Like I, I wonder what those houses go for. Yeah, that's good. Just a real estate podcast now. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway. yeah, getting into the actual pot agenda. Best of luck to Coventry and Luton. Um, either of them would be a great team to uh, have in the league uh, and watch them get relegated in the first season because they are not prepared for it. Um, okay, so Ivan Tony, eight month ban. Right out the bat. About time. <laughs> About time. I'm surprised it took this long to get a verdict in. Um, yeah. Do you think eight months is too much? Do you think it's too little? Do you think it's right on the money? How are you feeling about the... the... I, I thought it was right on the money. Not going to lie. It's, it's. I mean, eight months in terms of a season. How much? How we, is that? A, that's almost what? He'd, he'd get back in January. So that's like maybe is that is that that's not even half a season right is it eight months that's, ha- that's more that's season, half a season season starts that's half a in season. season starts in august that's ends, half a season ends in beginning of may so that's half a season a little yeah i think that's on the money i mean i'm, I'm comparing it to I, I think we talked about this when this first came out i'm comparing it to the calvin ridley stuff mm-hmm. in the nfl and he got a full full year ban full season ban um so i mean like again Good. I think I'm reiterating points. I think you got to set uh, you got to set the example here. You got to make an example of them. You can't have players betting. It just kind of ruins the integrity of the game. So yeah, sh- should just beat their wives instead. Then they'll just get yeah. you know like like two games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not advocating for the beating of wives. I'm just uh, commenting on the the hypocrisy of uh, the punishments players receive if it does not go at the integrity of the game. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah, um, we did. It, it, Everyone turned off from there. Um, so, I, I don't. I think it had to be more than six months. I think eight months is fine. I think. I think anything over a year probably would have been Excessive. too much because I feel like from the the quantity was insane. It was a lot of betting, but like over a hundred, right? Yeah. Well, I think it was well over a hundred. Um, but there was nothing that came out that that said he was betting specifically on Brentford games or, or or betting on Premier League games. Even if something would have come out around that, I feel like it it should have been more. Uh, if it was if it was getting near match fixing um, or in that conversation. Um, but the the main thing that came up to me, and it this is a, a, this is, pops out massively is there's a picture going around of Ivan Tony holding up a Skybet Championship <laughs> player of the match trophy. And while the irony there is funny, I I think it's I think it's hilarious. I think it does comment on like and he's playing for Hollywood Bets sponsored Brentford. I mean, like yeah. I think it comments on on the amount of normalization sports betting has gotten in this league. You have team, you have kids who are coming in in the U13s for playing for teams like Everton, who have a sketchy ass crypto sponsorship, stake.com. You have people going in into the Wolves Academy and they've got man bet or, or, or just 
the list goes on. But you have these kids coming into these academies. You have these kids coming into young teams looking at these teams. And, yeah, they can't buy the shirts with the logos. But, I mean, they see it. They idolize these players and they associate these idols with this thing. They think it must be normal because it's on there. And it's just... I think it's just very dangerous how much we've let sports betting become a part of it. It's I think it's a Pandora's box situation. I think it's once that's once that's open and it's out there, I don't think you're putting it back in. Um, I mean, I think the best you could do is try to keep up with it, maybe with like regulations. But and and, and ultimately, here's the thing: I don't know if there's any, and you can just feel free to disagree with me on this. I don't know if there's any arm in it necessarily as long as you are very clear on the line between you know players not being able to take part in that okay you know and that's just that's just my, like i mean i don't see it i understand the connotation it has and maybe the the negative uh surrounding aspects of of having these these you know sponsorships in the game but ultimately i don't think it's any different from any other sponsor per se okay I uh, for me it's we're we're the generation the generation below us is the first generation that will come up with sports betting being as normalized as it is. Like I don't remember us growing up in sports and hearing ESPN talk about betting odds or no. or seeing ads for online betting things as being the primary source of ad revenue for for sports events or seeing these bet sponsors. That, that wasn't a thing while we were growing up. You have these kids who are coming in at, at start following the sports at six on, and the entire time that they've been following it, it's bet sponsors. The the entire football league is sponsored by Skybet. Um, it's just I I I I worry about the the even if e, e, like I get that if you draw the line if you play, you don't bet. Sure. But if, if if the company is making money off of that and, and you have these kids coming in and seeing I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's very very slippery, but I think most people would be able to make the make the distinction. Um but we'll see what ends up happening. I do I do agree we're we're in a Pandora's box. We've allowed it to happen. It's not gonna not gonna go away. Yeah. Um were you gonna say something? No, I was just gonna say. So you mentioned a like a slippery slope. Like, I mean, do you when, when you say that, do you just mean you see you see it, no matter how much of a, a, a I example just... we make of these situations, like Ivan Tony here, you you see it happening more. Regardless, you think you see it you see it compromising the game anyway. I see because it becomes so normalized that that you have kids getting raised with with. Um gambling and loot boxes and stuff like that and developing like it you're talking outside of the realm no 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 i'm even talking inside of the realm because at the at the at the age of 11 12 13 you're very impressionable and having betting being in the mix at these places and like having kids 11 12 and 13 growing up in these academies and seeing all this betting branding in and around the the social media and and the side hoardings and the sideboards and the and the jerseys they're like oh like this is just normal that's that's fine and maybe that like it just becomes 
I feel like it, you just adapt it. Like it just becomes a part of the thing. Kind of like, uh, kind of like making nicotine taste like a red mojito. Yes. Um, <laughs> like vapes and stuff like that coming into a situation. People have always done nicotine at a, at a young age, but, um, I don't know. I think it's just the, the normalization of it. I, I, I fear is dangerous also for the sport because of it not being a specialized thing anymore and it not being something. But that being said, it's better to have it out in the world and regulated. I just don't know how well regulated it is right now. Maybe we can. It's early. It's very we early. Admittedly. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, I get I'm probably in the minority on that. I don't bet that much. It's not really my bag. So I obviously have a very. I probably have a bit more of an extreme opinion on it than. than Give it a couple years, man. We'll, it'll break you. It'll yeah, break you. yeah, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I've got an Xbox One to wager uh, if you want. Um, okay. When the pod fails, we can just make our, our living off of, uh, you know, professional sports gambling. Yeah, there we go. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure all of our family members would appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, steak.com, Quinn Bets, uh, DraftKings. We've got all the bet. Yeah, we've got all the bet sponsorships. Um, four to one, I hit this apple off of Ted's head. Nice, nice. Um, no, so getting into uh, moving into um, one of the clubs that was uh, after Ivan Tony um, at some point in the in the last couple of windows uh, Arsenal saw an interesting stat um, this week and and wanted to revel in Arsenal's choke job with you uh, so no Premier League club has topped the league at the halfway point of the season and eventually not won the league more times in Arsenal. So Arsenal have done this four times, 1996 to 97, 2002 to 2003, 13 to 14, and 15 to 16. This would be their fifth year if they if it happened. This would be the fifth time that they've done it. Man, it's the, in their blood. It's in their blood. What did what did what did Conte say when he was leaving? Uh, when he was leaving Tottenham? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, he said he said many more mean things than that. Yeah. <laughs> so this is thought it's in the DNA. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, this just really, really, uh, like I did not know this, and I appreciate you for putting it in here. It makes me makes me feel a lot better. Uh, but no, this kind of just reinforces my 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 running theory that. Uh, this season's results and maybe recent season's results aside, these two teams, Arsenal and Spurs, as much as they hate each other, are not that different, I don't no. think, at the core. Both bottom I really jobs. Don't. Yeah, absolutely. It just alternates. I mean, even like like last year, Arsenal bottled it. They're bottling it this year. To be fair, can you bottle it? Can you bottle it? If no one at any point of the season really expected you to have it, but see, like that's the thing. Like, are you, are you making like, that argument that nobody really expected them to do it? Like, I out of all of the Arsenal fans that I talked to, out of any any Arsenal fan I heard talking, none of them were saying that they were going to win the league. Absolutely, all of them refused to say it. They stated the fact that yes, Arsenal are at the top of the league. 
but I'm still not con- like they they just never seemed confident. They never felt like they were at the top and deserved to be there. You know? It surprises me, man, cuz I mean, they they were dominant. They were dominant for I would argue the majority of the season. And at least until maybe what? You think like 3 4 weeks ago they had a pretty bad run of form, but even a, a bad run of run of form for them, I don't like they maybe had I'd have to go back and look to quote specific results, but they had like hit a few draws, maybe a couple bad losses in there, but like I don't really think I don't know. I was confident and as much as I hate Arsenal, I was I was beginning to be pretty confident that they were gonna pull it off. And then Man City obviously just crawled and climbed back up, but I don't know. What did you think? Like that that aside, their opinions aside, what did you think? I I I don't like I I think it does count as a bottle job because they they it was theirs to lose but mm-hmm. I mean still it's just there's no escaping the dominance of uh, like you just have to be on just such such insane levels to beat Man City that mm-hmm. it's just like yeah they bottled it but also like like the the level required to be there and how young of a team they have i mean it's just i i i i don't think they can feel hard done by and i don't think they they should be particularly devastated by not winning the league this year i will say though this is 2 years in a row that they were pretty level at a certain point uh, holding a certain standard. Last year it was the Champions League. It was fourth place. This year it was the champ, like being the Premier League champions, and they lost it towards the end of the year. I'd be a bit worried about next year, you know, like next year you Liverpool. Think- next year Liverpool are going to be back in the mix. I have no idea what's going on with Chelsea. Um, no idea what's going on with Tottenham. But Newcastle are in the mix now. Who knows what's going to happen with Brighton? Like I feel like it's going to be a bit more competitive at the top of the top of the league next year, and I just got no. Go ahead, finish your thought. I was just going to say, I, I like, are they going to be able to? Was this their shot? Are they going to be able to recreate this next year? I don't know. So you bring up a good point. We don't actually have it on the agenda, but like, do you think we see more of a return to the status quo next season, or do you think the these these new emerging teams with Newcastle's new funding and and new management say over at Brighton and even even Villa do you think we see a lot of these 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 emerging teams and, and Arsenal and Arsenal do you think we see that you know kind of fall in in their total form or do you think they they maintain it a little bit I think the the only team I think Chelsea Chelsea are the wild card I don't know what's going to happen with them mm-hmm. um I think Liverpool will return back to form. Um, I think Spurs, if they get the right manager in, I don't know. Spurs kind of need a rebuild, yeah. honestly. I don't know yeah. either. Yeah, I don't. I think see Spurs. a mid-table finish in our our future next season too. I really do. Um, Newcastle are in the in the mix now. There's no, so. they're established. Like they're 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 in that mix. I don't think I don't know about Brighton and Aston Villa. Honestly, I'd rate Villa more than Brighton if I if 
if I'm completely honest. I I have uh, much respect. I was going to try and say it in Spanish, but I didn't want to embarrass <laughs> myself. Um, I've got a lot of respect for um, Unai Emery, and I think he can do, do wonders with them. But, I mean, there's no denying the budgets of the top four teams. I feel like it's going to be those two competing for – for fifth and sixth, Fulham are gonna regress. Yeah, I, 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 don't think Brighton and I don't think Brighton and Villa push top four. I think Villa has more of a chance than Brighton. But um, it surprises me. Villa came on strong and like towards you know the end of the season. It's not over yet, but I don't know, man. Brighton just beat still... Arsenal three <laughs> zero. Yeah, but they. Yeah, but. I mean, they lost to Everton 5-1. I mean, they're, they're just not – they're not consistent. They're probably not going to be consistent with the way that Deserby plays. I mean, they're just – it's they've, – they've had too many games this season where they have been the dominant team throughout the entire thing, and then they let up two high-quality chance, high chances, and they end up tying or something like that. I don't think – I don't think they have – they don't have the consistency to match a top-four push. Um, I think that comes with experience, and we might see a little bit more of it. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what do you think? What do you think? Do you think? Do you think we we revert to the status quo? Do you think there's anything that's going to break it? I mean, are I don't you kind see, of aligned with what I'm saying? Yeah, I I think I kind of fall in the same category. I see Spurs, like I said, mid table next season, unless something drastic happens. I see Chelsea maybe improving a little bit, but. Again, like, there's no way to tell. Yeah, it's hard. They've got a lot of moving pieces. Um, Newcastle, I tend to agree with you. Unfortunately, as upset it as upsetting as that is, mm-hmm. I do feel like they've kind of kind of snagged one of those spots. Um, I don't know, Man U. Man U, I think is is pretty established. Up, you know, back to where they were prior. Again, um, I think Liverpool have shown towards the end of the season that they still you know definitely a force and like we've been saying two more players wouldn't hurt the midfield either mm-hmm. um yeah i mean other than that i don't see a whole lot of change i i think i think potentially brighton and aston villa could could push for top four but i don't see it as the most likely outcome yeah i agree um yeah i think it's gonna be i think the team's that are in the top I think the teams that are in the top eight right now will be the teams in the top eight next year. Um with Chelsea being the complete oddball there. Like I just don't don't know where Chelsea's gonna fit in this mix. Um I wonder what they're gonna be able to spend this summer. Cause I mean they're not making Europe at all. So they're not bringing yeah. the revenue from that. Like I wonder I wonder what they're going to be able to do. But they are going to sell a shit ton of people. They are going to do yeah. that. So, Because um, financial fair play, I mean, in, in, like, don't they have to – they have to in order to be kind of like in compliance with that, right? Sort of. That's why they gave all the really long contracts. They gave all the really long contracts to, to spread out the cost mm-hmm. uh, of bringing these players on. Um how viable of an option that is uh continuing to do that um i think i think they're actually trying to limit the ability to do that um i think they are trying to limit the amount you can amortize 
a contract's value over five mm-hmm. years. So like if you give an eight year contract, it's still the value is only applied over a five year stint. So you still have to pay out the, the financial you aspects don't, of it. You don't have to pay out the financial aspects o- over five years. You can give someone an eight year contract and pay them out over the five years, but you can only recognize it over five years. You can't like you, your payments can't be due past that five year mark. That's what I'm saying. No, they I, no they can, but in terms of recognizing the the payments over five, I don't really know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know what it is, but I think they're I think they're trying to create a rule where where you can't give a bunch of nine year contracts, uh, like like they've it been. It just doing. locks the players down for too long. I feel like. Yeah, I don't. I, if I was a player, I wouldn't want to sign that, especially with how things are going with um, Chelsea right now, and and like just how kind of poorly run they are right now. You know, so sure. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Speaking uh, of ownership. Speaking of ownership and and chairs and men. Yep. Um, Burnley chairman, uh, man singular. He's he's not <laughs> a bunch of tiny men on top of each other. Um, Burnley chairman, Alan Pace, or Pache, who knows? Uh, probably Pace. Um, on having Vincent Company as his manager. This is a quote. It's like dating the most beautiful girl in town and knowing there's zero chance she'll marry you, but. Everyone else wants to marry her. So how long you can date, how long you can stay together, I hope it's very for a very long time. But it's up to her. <laughs> Ted, I'm going to pass this one to you. Uh, um, wow. Yeah. I, I, I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. But th- <laughs> this is just such a weird way to go about it. I mean, I think just to just to comment on this, I think chairman say the the funniest shit whenever they're interviewed or whenever they are in a press conference for their like one address they give to the media or any kind of opportunity they get to speak to the media. I think it's hilarious. Do you think they they, do it on purpose? I don't know, man. I think they're just more business or they just weird people. I think they're just weird people. That's what they I was getting at. They might just be yeah. weird people. Yeah. I really just think they're weird people. You got to be a special type of person to 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 get to a place where you are the chairman or owner owner of a club. I think, and I don't know, man. I just don't think they're necessarily uh, the most gifted in front of the media. But yeah. anyway, we get temps like this, so I don't mind. Um, yeah, I, I just absolutely amazing quote from him. It's just like. We'll say. Do you think? Do you think company stays for the first year up there? Do you think someone swipes him up? I think he stays. I really do. I because I, I mean we tried to we tried to entice him to come to Spurs. Uh, granted, not the most enticing of teams to join, perhaps. But uh, that being said, uh, enticing enough say- to turn down top management candidates. But we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he he chose to stay. And I think he, I think he stays. Isn't there some? I keep hearing, and, and when it came out that we were linked with him, I, I was reading up on him. There's some 
some myth building going on that he's going to take over the Man City job once Pep leaves. Where is, I mean, they're linked. I'm not entirely sure on the whole story there. Is he like a, a is he of the Guardiola tree? Did they, was he an assistant? He is, he is of the Guardiola tree. Yeah. I mean, he okay. was coached under Pep for, I think for, for a while, at least five years, I would think. Um, okay. And so there's a relationship there for sure. Um, he plays a very attacking style. Um, plays a four-two-three-one, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I. They destroyed the championship this year, so. Yeah. Um, we will see what ends up happening uh, with them. I get that he's probably in the realm for Pep, for the Man City job if uh, if Pep were to leave. But people said the same thing about Steven Gerrard. And I think it's very clear that Steven Gerrard uh, is a long way off of that job. Um, so we'll see what happens when he gets to the league and he's not able to smack around Huddersfield Town. And he's got to go <laughs> up against um, Liverpool at Anfield. And Old Trafford. I also think it's equally, equally likely that he could, you know, take a, another premier league i mean are there i mean are there there's no other open spots right now are there like i'm trying to think of of managerial positions he could take i i think it's the everything's been filled right yeah i think chelsea got filled today we'll talk about it filled this week we'll talk about Although that one hodgson hodgson's not staying with Palace, he might be right? but they are they are trying to find palace but i wouldn't leave burnley for palace Personally, I wouldn't leave Burnley for Palace, but um, West Ham is probably going to be open at the end of the at the end of the year. Bournemouth might be, uh, yeah, and then Tottenham. So, um, interesting. Fine. We'll see. Can't wait yeah. to see what happens. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with him. But uh, just amazing quote from from him. I just absolutely incredible. Uh, do we do we want to round out the managerial talk before we hop into that other point? Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to that point. Um, so, Maurizio Pochettino gets the Chelsea job. Uh, Ted, would you qualify your, qualify yourself as in the mud? How are you feeling about this? What is your Pachu? stance? Poch who? Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't know. Him? I don't know much. I don't, don't know much know about him? the guy. Um, I mean, he's Argentinian, right? He uh, is. He is Argentinian. Yes. I mean, I don't know what his. You know, I don't know what his CV looks like. I maybe he was at PSG. He didn't even win the Champions League at PSG, though. So, like, I don't really. I mean, no one has. So that's. I, uh, let's. Uh, can't be that I actually. Good. I don't know where he's been either. Let me. Uh, let me pull up. Uh, let me pull Known up for resume. bottling the Champions League. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, so of Espanol fame, um, uh, and then he was at Southampton, and then he has a six-year, seven-year gap in his resume, and then PSG, so, mm, yeah, weird. that's, I don't, a, that's a big gap, in, honestly. that's a yeah, big I mean, gap, I you mean, you walk into the interview with that on your resume, people are gonna ask what you were doing, you oh, know? 100%, you can't, really you can't have that big of a gap, dude, yeah, yeah. that's kind of ridiculous, yeah. Um, 
I mean, good, <laughs> good for him for for getting a job after that. No, so in all seriousness, um, how do you feel as a fan, especially coming into a fan at the peak of Potch's reign, um, and then I want to get into a follow up point from what I heard about Daniel Levy re regarding Pochettino. Sure. I, I, so I might be, you might, you might be a little disappointed coming in at the, at the peak. Uh, it had its, it, it has the, it's ups and downs. Uh, but no, it was, it was good, man. Like I, I enjoyed peak potch. Um, I will say the season after was, was very quick to get toxic and things obviously were going downhill. Um, but like the thing is, you you feel the sting, especially when he goes to Chelsea. Uh, that's never what you want to see because he's obviously you know he's he's referenced that rivalry before and how mm-hmm. you know you know I think he he's was kind of chippy record. about that rivalry. He like, was, yeah, he was. yeah. I think he's on record as saying he he never would you know manage for Chelsea or something along those lines, something like that. Like that was on record. He's like a certified um, hater. Like like yeah. like like. Like, okay, you keep it, going. Sorry. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Um, it just it feels almost spiteful. Like we didn't call him when we had the open position, so now he's going to Chelsea to make us regret it. Um, but at yeah, the same time, the I, fact that he didn't even get a call. That phone did not ring. <laughs> that phone did not ring, man. That is crazy. Yeah, and so I do feel bad. Like I, I, I hate it. I don't like it. Don't get that mixed up. But here's the thing. Because I came in at the peak and I really didn't get the history or the buildup to that Champions League run, essentially, mm-hmm. I don't think it hurts me nearly as much as it hurts a lot of other Spurs fans that were there for the whole ride. Okay. All right. And that's my take on that. So you're a fake fan. I'm a new fan. Is the, is the verdict. Okay. I'm a new fan. Interesting. Um... And it was really toxic at the end. Like, I think a lot of people kind of romanticize that era yeah i see what you say it it from what it, i i remember him not getting any budget or anything i do remember it being being a bad break and yeah. so you guys wanted to get someone in who who could harmonize a locker room a bit better just bring up bring up the the culture and make everything really positive again and and so and yeah. that's why we got <laughs> that's yeah why we brought in jose Mourinho. <laughs> yeah and then uh and then nuno and conte yeah wonderful yeah um <laughs> so i i get what you're saying about by god like it's it, it's it 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 doesn't hurt as much as you might think it would but the fact that he didn't get a call and the reports coming out that Nagelsmann didn't even get a call either. Yeah. What's the like Nagelsmann felt up like perfect to me. <laughs> Nagelsmann felt like really good. He's a young manager. He plays really attacking. He's likes a project. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's one of the big arguments right now. Go ahead and finish. I, I've got my no, right no, now. that was it. You, you you roll with it. The I mean, yeah, that's that's the main question. A lot of people are asking, and a lot of people are upset about like what what are we doing? What's going on? Um, and and when it comes to Nagelsmann, I frankly I don't know 
the argument I'm hearing is that uh, we went the big manager route twice and it didn't work. And this is just another example of us trying to do the exact same thing. Granted, I do lean more towards the argument you made that this is very different. He's young, but he's, he's not. The, he's not a big manager. Yeah, like I he's would. He's a big name, though. He's a big name. Come on. He's a big name, but what is it? He was Hoffenheim, Leipzig, Bayern. That's his. Like it's not like Jose, where Jose has managed Chelsea twice, um, Manchester United. Inter Milan want to treble with Inter Milan. Antonio Conte is one like like he's a big I name, agree. sure, but he's I not agree. he's not Conte. We already Mourinho hit that levels. into the spectrum and we got burned and now we're going to the exact opposite of the spectrum. Nathan and Jones. I, we're gonna we're gonna hire a no name manager. Nathan Jones. We're hire a no name <laughs> manager. I think uh what's his name? Ryan something? I don't know. Oh yeah, nothing coming <laughs> talent. Oh no. The English prep is what they're calling him. <laughs> Holy crap. Please don't bring it. Ryan Mason all right, how would you feel about a Ryan Mason appointment? I know nothing about him, so I, I'm not really going to speak to it either way. If Ryan Mason was given the job tomorrow, what would be your verdict? I'd be like, all right, let's see what happens. Like, honestly, at this you, point, you would like, be open to it? I would be open to it if not first. Like, I mean, we've gotten rid of managers so quickly in the past. Like, I'd be open to it just to see what he could do. And he, in his defense, he hasn't really gotten a period of time to really kind of play the kind of football or install his system. And so what he's What would be doing, his system? Does he have know. a system? I don't know. Nobody really knows. But I'm sure he does. He's kind of building it as we go through the end of this season, which fine, you know, no better time to figure it out now. It's like a it's like a pre-postseason, you know? Mm-hmm. And um honestly, so from what I've seen, he's just he hasn't done a whole lot. I think he's very much just kind of tweaked what we've been doing for the the, the rest of the season. Um, but, but you kind of see a change and I don't know if this is more due to the, the player's mentality or just, you know, um, a rallying around a new manager, a new manager bounce, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. but the players look like they respond and we are pressing more. We look like we are not <laughs> sitting back in our own half waiting for, you know, the ball to drop to our feet. I don't know. It, it feels fresh. It feels new. We'll see if it lasts. If he got appointed tomorrow, I'd give it a shot. I'd give it a chance. I don't know if I'd be happy about it, but, you know. Okay. But it would be he, something. It would be something. And he's been around for a while. Like, he's been at the club as an assistant manager, essentially, for five years at this point. And before that, he was with the youth the youth uh, academy, I think, mm-hmm. youth team. So, you know. I. I could I want your take. I, want I your could take. absolutely see Daniel Levy not appointing anyone and appointing Ryan Mason, firing him eight games in, and then paying whoever you guys were like, will the he won't game. he won't will he won't he exactly what happened with Conte. I could see Daniel Levy not learning his lesson and doing that exactly again. The problem Simeone is it, uh, <laughs> dude, oh my god. The the outrage if if Simeone got brought in as the manager and you didn't even give a call to Nagelsmann. I that's the thing is I think for me personally I'm going to be keeping an eye on this because I I'm just going to be so 
critical of whoever they decide to bring in with the knowledge that they did not even give Nagelsmann a call. I mean, you and the entire Spurs fan base, man. <laughs> like, like, and if, like, uh, Arne Slot wouldn't be bad. Arne Slot would be would be a good one. That's a name that I've heard tossed around a couple of times. Yo, he won. I don't know he won. I mean, he, I he won the he won the league with Feyenoord this year, really early. Dominated, dominated Eredivisie. Was almost in. For, yeah, I mean, he's he is a good manager. He kills me in football manager all the time. So. Um, <laughs> if Levy doesn't get this decision right, man, I, I really don't know what happens because we've we're already pissed at him if he screws this up and like i just i look back throughout this entire saga and i when i say that i mean all the way back to when potch left the building because we went for Mourinho. it's been hard it's been yeah yeah we we had nuno we had conte we could have had we could have had ten Ten Hag came in. We interviewed him, and Levy said, "Yeah, we just didn't really like him. Didn't really like him." <laughs> so like, unreal. What are we doing? <laughs> I, I, what was it? What was the, what was the point that you made to me when we were at dinner the other time? When when Potch left, Levy was under the false assumption. Levy was under the assumption that we were one manager. That you were one manager away. What was the point? Yeah, it was just it was just we had established ourselves as a big club. You know, we were, you know, basically Is this what you the, the fan base believed or is this what No, this is what I said. The, oh but yeah. This yeah. is also this, this is, is what opinion. Levy believed. Yeah. This is what Levy believed and yeah, I think he's of the mindset that we are a big club and 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 we, you know, can consistently get Champions League just uh, you know, with one or two pieces moved around here and there. And we're 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 there. We've got the stadium. We've got the profit. I don't know what he's looking at either, because it's not the results. He's got to be looking at the profits coming in every year and just thinking, yeah, we're a big club. But like, that's not the reality of it. We are a we're Arsenal. We're Arsenal, but but five not as good ago. this season. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal and five years ago. Yeah. It's just yeah. I don't know what he's smoking. I really don't because like. He's just so blinded by that 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 belief and that that Champions League final. The worst thing that could have happened to us, in my opinion, making it that far. Was it was it that season that season afterwards that Levy didn't, we didn't give no didn't sign a single person? Nope. Yeah. He yeah. said, "Yeah, we're good. We got the team. We're good." Fuck off. <laughs> and what was that quote that I sent you from Trent? Uh, what was it? Oh, that absolutely just roasted Spurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah hold on, right here. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. That was you brutal. got it. You said that to me at like at like nine fifteen in the morning, <laughs> right? I was yeah, like, yeah. Just had to let you know. Hell? Just had to let you know. You got roasted yeah. two days in a row, like before I'll you woke it. up. I'll read this up. <laughs> yeah, uh, Trent. Trent on the final. Trent Alexander we, Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, we knew a hundred percent there was no way that they were going to beat us. <laughs> it, it felt right. We knew 100%. We knew there was no way they were going to beat us. There was no doubt amongst us. We weren't shouting it from the rooftops, but we knew. If we did our jobs, there was no way they beat us. We knew we were the much better team, and if we played well, we would win. The only way we wouldn't win was if we played bad and they were outstanding. God damn it, man. Unreal. You sent me that 9.15 <laughs> fucking morning in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's essentially, like, I don't think... I think Daniel Levy is the only person that believed that that 
you were you were one piece away from from no the fan base was high on it too man the fan base was high on it too but but no signings no signings man i don't know we were we were on we were on cloud nine yeah but i no signings is 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 never you can always improve um well yeah i i i i think we're interested to see who who tottenham end up bringing in we'll be we'll be talking about that um as as we go or through. not we don't have to yeah no we can just talk about who <laughs> liverpool is going to bring in oh clap on a lifetime yeah. contract okay oh. sounds good yeah um my uh my colleague right across the uh the cube row from me big liverpool guy and he is he's very convinced that Klopp leaves in the next next season two seasons yeah, I don't know if he stays until 2026. I hope he does, but I don't know if he does. Um, it depends on it depends on how next season goes. If next season yeah. goes the way that this season goes, um, I don't see him staying. You don't think he stays for the rebuild? Um, no, if next season goes the way that this one did, but I don't think next season will go the way that this one goes. I think he's he's more likely to call it than than uh, Liverpool is. So yeah. Um, all right, you want to get into the Olympic oh, game? We got, we got uh, oh, more. oh, how can we not give congrats to Raise a glass. Barcelona legend Pierre Emerick Aubameyang? Toast, toast to <laughs> toast to Aubameyang for winning La Liga this year. Good for him. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> listener, if you want to know how many. How how many appearances uh, Aubameyang made for Barcelona this year to earn his t- uh, medal? It is one. He made one appearance for them before Tuchel bought him <laughs> to Chelsea. So yeah, uh, Aubameyang. I, how many appearances has he made for Chelsea? Not many. I I can't like a imagine. Handful, maybe. Like I I mean, I feel like he, he did. I, I remember seeing him score an insane goal at he has played he played nine minutes in La Liga. He had one match played nine uh, minutes. Nine minutes on the field and Barcelona wins La Liga. That is an impact player right impact there. Impact player. That's amazing. That's why they brought him in. That is incredible. <laughs> Oh my God! So he is—he's got unfinished business there, you know. Unfinished <laughs> business. Well, he might be going. So he had, he, uh, Aubameyang has has played in in, uh, fifteen games, this year, five of which he started in. So, um, that is uh what he's done this year. Good for him for winning La Liga. He really put in uh the effort on that one. Kudos. Yay. Arsenal. (laughs) Well, see, people say we don't support the other teams. Uh, We're supporting Chelsea and Arsenal Arsenal legend right there. Um, Okay, you want to, you want to, do you want to talk about that other point or do you want to get into pick them? What do you want to do? Yeah, I just wanted to mention it, you know, speaking, because we mentioned he was, you know, thinking about going back to Barcelona or pushing for a move. I don't think that happens. I'm going to be honest. I, I, you think there's no chance Barcelona breaks it back, right? Uh, 
unless it's super discounted they're 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 still financially strapped uh because of their continental um uh results this year so they're still strapped for cash they had bringing in him and having him and Lewandowski on is going to be very expensive so uh we'll see what ends up happening i wouldn't be surprised if he goes to mls or something there is one more player i did want to bring up and it's it's Tammy Abraham, I read about him. I read a piece on him today. Had quite the uh, had quite the season over in Roma with uh, with my friend Jose. He's had quite a, the couple of seasons. Uh, yeah, with Jose. I just looked up his uh, his stats for the most recent season, and he put up twenty five goals in seventy two appearances. Not too shabby. And then last year, he put up like even a better even a better record. Oh wait, no, I scratched that. Scratched that. That was. Uh, I'm looking at a different stat. But yeah, no, last season, great season. Or this season, great season. 25 goals. That's not bad. Um, but what I wanted to get to was he's, you know, rumored to be looking for a move back to the Prem. And my question would be, you see him making that move and, and where? So it's funny that you mention this because I am almost positive he has a buyback clause in his contract from Chelsea. Chelsea. Ah, and we know how that goes. And I think we can both agree if there's one thing Chelsea needs. A striker. It's, it's a striker. They also have a striker, a Mr. Romelo Lukaku. I was going to say, they definitely have him as well. Coming, coming back from loan. <laughs> He's been playing his heart out these last six appearances, trying his hardest not to go back there. If he does go back there, can Poch get a tune out of him? Who knows? If he gets manages to let him stay, or it manages to convince him to stay, great. If he doesn't, Tammy Abraham does have a buyback clause. I Tammy Abraham. Where are you saying that he has 25, 25 goals this year? I'm seeing eight in Serie A right now. I'm looking at tw- the twenty twenty one to you know, I maybe I'm looking at the Wikipedia and I think oh twenty twenty one to twenty twenty three yeah over the last two seasons he's had twenty five goals okay. okay so last season last season in thirty seven appearances he had seventeen goals this year in thirty five appearances twenty four starts he has eight goals and three assists still productive. Still productive. Um, Not nearly as good of a year this year, but I mean, he's still like he was banging them in last year, and he's he's still he's still done a job. So, do you see a world where both him and Lukaku are at Chelsea? I I would love to see it. <laughs> I would love to be an observer and see it and not be a fan of those teams because that sounds like an absolute shit show waiting to happen. I just hope they don't sell anyone. Let's just let, like let's just keep they two just, full squads. They pull and, a forest and they just keep signing players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any way that I, I think. Pochettino is is looking at Lukaku and is like, I can, I think, I would not be surprised if Pochettino tried to play two up front. Yeah, 
I could because see that's it. how Lukaku has done really well at Inter, and that's like the the main reason he got signed for a hundred million pounds, euros, whatever the fuck, uh, from Inter, is because he plays in a one-two with Lautaro Martinez, who is is a their their partnership brought both of them a ton of success. So yeah. Um, yeah. I can see them playing two up front. They also have a hundred million wingers, so <laughs> I don't know how they're how it's going to go. If they play two, are they going to go four two? Do they go to a three five two and play two wing backs? And then if they try to consolidate, to be fair, their wing backs are literally always injured. It feels like they have an excess amount of wingers and no wing backs. So hmm. um, they convert a couple or convert one. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know, but um, fun to think about. I'm interested to see what happens with with um, Lukaku. If he stays at Chelsea, if he does, what systems does Poch play with him? Can Poch get a tune out of him? What's the set, What's the plan there? Does Tammy Abraham come into the mix if they do get rid of Lukaku? There's a lot of questions to be answered there for sure. Chelsea's a mess. Uh, yeah, thank God we're not them. Um, all right. So I'm winning Pickham, right? Uh, n- no, you're actually not winning Pickham. Go figure. Uh, I'm definitely, uh, but I'm winning. I I'm winning Pickham in bonus points. No, because the bonus points are included in your overall tally. No, but, no, but so, the real the real game is the bonus points, and I have more bonus points, so technically I'm winning. Where do you get your copium, then? I, I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> anyway, let's uh let's let's hop into this pick'em. Speaking of that, uh maybe you can you can write the ship this week. Yeah. Um I doubt it. But Newcastle v Brighton. Um I am going Newcastle. No, no, I'm not. I'm going Brighton. I need Brighton to win this. I need wow. Brighton to win this. I need Brighton to win this. Huh. Okay, okay. Let me take a quick peek at the table here. Newcastle, I mean, yeah, I think Newcastle has a, a ton to play for right now. I'm going Newcastle, no question. Dude, if Newcastle lose, if Newcastle lose... It's tight up there, man. Oh, man. What's the, what's the rest of their schedule looking like? We had this whole conversation about Newcastle... About, like, Liverpool potentially making it in the top four. I'd even look at Newcastle. But they've got Brighton, Leicester, and Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. I think Leicester's... They get, three, three, they get three from Leicester. Uh, I they think get, anything can happen in the Brighton Chelsea. game. They get, they get three from Chelsea. The Brighton game is, is all up for grabs. If um, they lose Brighton, y'all are right in it. And you win... You've got to win, though. You've got to win. No, if it, no, because if if they if they, they lose to Brighton, hand. if they lose to Brighton, they're st- they're they're one point ahead of us. Same same amount of games. They have a game in hand right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll see. Interesting. Who Time are you going watch. for? I went Newcastle. I went Newcastle. Pretty, gotcha. pretty solid on Go that. Go Pete. One. Um. um yeah. Spurs v Brentford. I am going the bees. Ryan, who? yeah, 
Ryan Mason who? <laughs> Crap. Certified Whoops. water carrier? Brentford, uh, yeah, okay. So I say I say Spurs win this. Ryan Mason solidifies his his uh, interview or his, his – his, what's the word I'm looking for? Stake here? on the throne. His hold on the job. I think uh, Daniel Levy's enamored with the kind of football we're playing and sees a cheap – cheap manager he can hire and signs him on the spot uh and yeah i think that's we live ha- happily ever after in the mid table from for the next three years nice yeah, yeah. right right in the mid table <laughs> just just living it up um okay uh next we've got wolves v everton wolves v everton what are you thinking I, Everton are a very weird team right now. They are not secured from safe. They are not safe yet. They are not safe yet. Wolves are kind of living in random. I go Everton with this one. Wolves are wolves are safe. Wolves wolves have got nothing to play play for. And yeah, relegation is a powerful motivator. And relegation is a very powerful motivator. You know what is also a powerful motivator? What? Uh, having your coach as Sean Dyche. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's fair. I'm actually going to go draw here. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, any specific reason? Do you think it's just... I just think, like you said, I think Everton is a very up-and-down team. I think Wolves are even even more up and down, to be honest. And I don't know. I think both of these teams, I don't know. I don't know what to think about either of them. And I think Sean Dyche likes to play a conservative brand of football. So I see it park right. the bus. See it park the bus. Uh, get it launched. Um, mm-hmm. Liverpool v. Aston Villa. This is an easy one. Easiest one of yeah. the week. Is it going, going, going pool, going, going Liverpool? Interesting. Didn't see that one coming. No, no, no. Big surprise. Big surprise. I'm going to go. Yeah, I feel like y'all are in a top four race right now. I feel like the hope is there. I think I go Liverpool as well, as much as I want to say Villa. Uh no no Frank, go Villa jinx jinx the other team no 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 as much as if we much lose as it's your to, fault I'm blaming you Trent in the in the midfield has kind of transformed y'all yeah it's it's been fun to watch he's um, really good he's really good at sports ball um, he, he does kick a ball pretty good <laughs> um Bournemouth v Man U uh, yeah Bournemouth woo. I'm going Bournemouth. You're going Bournemouth. I need oh, I need really? I need Bournemouth to come out with a result here. I am absolutely going Man U. I I need <laughs> I need Bournemouth to pull out a result here. It, oh man! Both Man U needs to lose two games, or they need to lose a game and tie a game at least. <laughs> and so they've this got. This why you're losing to pick them. They've got. <laughs> Chelsea and both have Chelsea. 
in any other year, them having Chelsea in the last yep. three games, I'd be like, let's go. This year, I'm like, dude, fuck, man. <laughs> it means nothing. Dude, they're useless. Um, all right, Fulham Crystal Palace. Um, I don't know. Crystal Palace. I... Crystal Palace. No, Crystal Palace. This is a home game. This is at Craven Cottage. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Every time, dude, they have not Every played. A, they have time. not played an away game. Not played an away game. Unreal. Oh boy, that's hilarious. On. So you're oh. going Crystal Palace for sure? Yeah, I'm going Crystal Palace. Okay. Okay. That's just ridiculous, man. How do how do they get so many home games? It's rigged. It is rigged. I... <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fulham because Zaha is a whiny bitch. Tottenham <laughs> signed Wilfred Zaha on a free. Yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. They talked about. They talked about that on you from the land today. <laughs> I was like, please don't. That would um, be the worst thing, but I, 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 dude, we already got Richarlison and his shithousery. Do we really want Zaha on the field at the same time? We'd get nothing done. There would be no soccer played. Wait, uh, what do you mean, dude? Richarlison, he's like a godsend, isn't he? That's that's what my group chat looks like every time he touches the freaking field. You and Alex just <laughs> freaking. Getting all excited over him. Playtime, man. He just needs minutes. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, uh, Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal. I'm gonna go draw here. Draw, really? Arsenal Why? capitulate. Arsenal capitulate even more. Do you think they've just kind of resigned themselves to the fact that I, Man I City's got them, it? I could see them. I could see them dropping the bag and. And you get uh you get Nottingham Forest popping off. Theoretically, let's see. Yeah, they're at eighty one points. They've got nothing to play for right now. Yeah. They're just I hoping still, they're, hoping, they're hoping they're hoping Man City drop drop points. I still take Arsenal. No question. I'm sorry. Forest is a it's a mess. Uh West Ham V Leeds United. This is Leeds. This is Leeds all day. This is Leeds. <laughs> this is Leeds. After after what spit like like West Ham will in theory be playing for a a European final. If if things go their way tomorrow. So they will like like if 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 West Ham and I, I guarantee Spitz would back the Spitz would back me up on this. If West Ham were to finish fifteenth and win the Europa Conference League, it would be a successful season. Yeah, they'd count them. that as a win. I one hundred percent. So I, I think West Ham kind of ride that high, and and uh, they won't play next week for the Conference League, but. Will they? I don't know. When will the Conference League final be? You're going to have to, yeah, type that one up. I'm, I'm not sure off the top of my head. 
I'm going to say... June 7th. I agree with you on that point, though. I'm going to say... Draw. I say draw. Okay. I think they'll try to do just enough to get a point. All right. Man City, Chelsea. Uh, Man City. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next. Next. They just did that I... to Real Madrid. I can't even. Uh, Chelsea should be whimpering right now. I'm actually gonna say draw on this. Actually, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the full Monty here, and for my sins, I'm gonna say Chelsea. Oh, what's your what's your uh, what's your thing? My what's thing, your reasoning? My, my, what's your reasoning? My reasoning here is what's your mental illness for why you picked this Chelsea team is so fed up with all the shit talk and Absolutely all this. Not. No, they are, man. They are. Yeah, are they right now? And yeah. they are chomping at the bit for this opportunity to take on the soon-to-be league champions and and prove everybody wrong. Maybe and maybe Poch gets in. You got the new manager bounce too. Are you kidding me? Spurs Spurs traditionally give City a hard time. All right, traditionally, like it's just a thing. Like we mm-hmm. we have their number. And and who was the manager of Spurs for that for that great run? Pochettino. I see it uh, happening. Man. We, could, uh, we could write a better narrative. All right. All right. That. That's gonna be a good one. You know Poch isn't going to be managing them then, right? No, but it's, it's all but the... done. It's all but done. It's all but done. All right. It doesn't matter. He's officially going to be in. It, it, the new manager bounce starts now. You know, that's what I'm saying. Brighton v. Southampton. Actually, hang on. I was checking you... to see. Is that game... I was trying to see. Is that it's game one of their makeups? At at Stanford? No, 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 no. Oh, it's at the at Amex. Uh, what the the Man City game? That's at Eddie. Okay, damn it. That's that's gonna be a loss. But okay. Um, I mean, so. I have Bournemouth, and I have I have uh, Brighton in here, so um, I don't have safe picks. Um, Brighton v Southampton. I'm going Brighton. All right. Yeah. I I don't think I need yeah. to really go in depth no. on this one. No, I don't think you do either. The soon to be relegated Southampton. I'm gonna go bright as well. After that upset pick. We're really we're really venturing out here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, gotta gotta solidify the lead, keep it intact, ride out the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um all right. I'll wrap us up. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Whether you're on Twitch or listening on Spotify, you can reach us at bootandhearth at gmail.com. You can reach us at the Boot and Hearth Pod on Twitch. Uh, this is also another channel, Swap My V, that we are streaming on. You can also watch every live broadcast on the Boot and Hearth Pod channel at the same time. It's um, it's streaming there as well. Uh, you can also join the Discord, the Boot and Hearth podcast. You should just be able to search that up, and it should come right up. Um, feel free to reach out through any of these pathways with 
questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, um, and we will do our best to get back to you on those. Thank you, everyone, so much for 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 being along for for this uh, this pod, um, and we look forward to to talking to y'all next week. All right, bye, everyone. See you guys.